Welcome. Welcome. Oh yeah. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. <laughs> What's up? It's late. How you doing? We're doing this one late. Yes, sir. Like I was deep in sad boy hours. Stop it. And then you're like, we're home, and I'm like, sick. You're a big boy. Love a boy. Love you. I am a big boy. Big boy. Big boy. Sad Love you. boy hours. Stop being sad boy. Love you. I yeah. I really had like this sudden boost of energy that yeah. those witchy rocks gave me. I'm just chilling. I got beer. Let me talk to you about why I hate the car community. Just so y'all know, I have a beer. I am the legal age. Okay, I'm 21. Fuck off. I don't know if anyone's gonna say shit. People might say shit. I don't know. I went to. Don't drink if you're not 21. I'm 23. Uh, I went to a brewery. Bre- bre- brewery. Is that how you say it? Yeah, we're from the South Brewery. I went to a brewery. All right. Went to a and at this brewery, it's called Three Nations Brewery in Carrollton, Texas. It was uh, nice. It was real good. Great food. I had the sliders with beef. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Did they have any different kind of sliders? Yeah, there was chicken, chicken. brisket. Was it like was it like shredded chicken or? I don't know. I, I just got the beef. I didn't. I didn't like see it. Did you see anything up there when you ordered it? What? The, for the sliders? Did you see anything up there? Like, was it shredded chicken or was it like a whole ass uh, chicken titties? Okay, yeah, fuck me. Good talk. Glad we had it. Um, Let's do it again sometime. She got some like cheese fries that were like fucking melted. Like the fries were melted or the cheese was Everything melted? was melted. It was stuck to the tin foil. I don't think you can melt fries. Yeah. Oh, y'all, yeah. Shut up. Y'all make me hungry and it's fucking 11 o'clock at night. And I can't be eating any food right now. Can't eat after midnight. Because it won't process in my stomach and I'll wake up the next morning with the shits in the gas. Yes. I think, yeah, I think, um, I think I might be mildly lactose intolerant. I think everybody I'm is. starting to realize No like for me It gets bad Every time I eat Like ice cream and shit Like for dessert After dinner And then I go to bed The next morning I wake up Just all farts And uh, like the whole next day I'm just My stomach's like Bro, and Ice cream's like, made from Whole milk though Isn't it Huh Ice cream's made from Whole milk though Not all of it It oh, depends okay. on what you get Yeah, I think it's just the way It's processed Because like Milk doesn't do me too bad. I mean, I haven't drank milk in a while, so when I drink milk from time to time, I do mm. get a little gassy. But, dude, Brahms milkshake, oh, it's over. It is game fucking over. I mean, it makes sense that I could be because my sister is lactose intolerant. She's gotten to the point where, like, she's her body's kind of gotten over it. But when she was younger, she would take pills and stuff. You know, whenever those uh, the lactate pills... Whenever she do like ice cream and shit, that sounds horrible. I mean, you just you take it and then you can eat your ice cream. Just keeps you from having the toots and the shit the next day, or a couple hours after. I will never understand the people that they're like, I know I'm allergic to this one thing, but I'm gonna eat this one thing. Cause it's so fucking good, dude. I, like cheese, cheese. I remember I had a friend. Uh, all throughout elementary and uh, sixth grade, um, that had a peanut allergy, and like, um, like, deathly allergic to peanuts. Like a whiff of peanut like butter gets if his boy's glands. Swollen. Literally, if he smelled it, he would his body would react instantly, and he would have to go throw up immediately. 
So uh, one time, uh, one kid brought a Butterfinger in his lunch. And he didn't tell him. Little and Timmy's a they dickhead. Were, they were sitting like right next to each other at lunch because we were all in our little group of friends. And he smelled it. He was like, and we stopped. We're like, dude, you got to put that away. Like, you cannot take it out. And he's like, but I got, and he's like, no, no, no. You cannot take that out of your lunchbox. Timmy, you got to kill Johnny. Yeah, we can call him Johnny. Fucking Johnny, dude. I'm sorry, man. That sucks. I, I don't have really food allergies. I just said Brahms gives me the nastiest of machine gun fire from yeah. down low uh so does taco bell but i still eat it <laughs> gotta love the taco bell bro i remember there was a freak out one time in one of my classes because one of the kids brought a bag of jelly beans and they were like different flavors and there were peanut ones in there um and Peen- there's peanut, peanut jelly beans like peanut or pe- like peanut butter there's, jelly beans i, I still peanut i, I think, think of fruity I, shit when i think of jelly beans i don't think they make them anymore um but they um they were like the same color as another one that was a completely different flavor. They were about the same color, and uh, um my teacher at the time, who was my grandma. Uh, no shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, my grandma was my four uh, four year old kindergarten teacher. Oh, kindergarten. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's dope. I always wanted to be taught by a family member, but then again, I probably get in so much fucking trouble. It was cool. I loved it. So my grandma taught me to read. It was sick as fuck. Um, but, um, I started freaking out because homie that had the peanut allergy, you know, ate one of the jelly beans cause he was offered it by a friend. Um, and because it was the same color cause the peanut butter or peanut jelly bean was the same color as another flavor. They all thought he ate the peanut butter one. We thought this kid was about to die in the middle of class. Someone's about to put Johnny in a fucking body bag. That's crazy. Jesus Christ. Did you remember that game being boozled? Yeah. It's still around. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I imagine the fucking jelly. I've always wanted is. to do it. I just have the balls to buy it. We played it. It's fucking awful. Oh, I bet. Like this there's a skunk one. Mm-hmm. That's the worst one I've heard. It's exactly the, what it sounds and like. And the alternative is like chocolate or something. Yeah. So there's booger. Booger, uh, vomit. Um, I've heard that there's one in there that's toothpaste and it's not bad because it just tastes like a mint, mint jelly bean. Jelly, mint. They're like, okay, cool. Who got hurt by toothpaste by the Bean Boozled company, the makers of Bean Boozled? I don't think anyone ever badly reacted to the toothpaste one. Another thing, Bean Boozled company, whoever the fuck makes hey, it. Hey, Ryan, um, sorry. I hate to interrupt you, but you got a big hair hanging off of your hair, and it's been bothering me this entire time. I've been looking at it this whole time. Thank you. <laughs> Another thing. It's looked like I've been making eye, to- eye contact with you, but I've just been looking at that fucking hair. That's probably her hair. Yeah. Uh, Bean Boozled company... I hope you paid the person who did the taste test to make sure this tastes like fucking rearranged skunk. You know, Bean Boozled isn't the company. It's Jelly Belly. I know, belly. but you know what I mean. You, it's you, Jelly Belly. Is it? Yeah. Is that a fact check? Yeah. Okay. Because it's the Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. Okay, Jelly Belly. The biggest jelly bean company in the fucking world. I don't eat jelly beans on a regular basis. Like... When you do, they're probably Jelly Belly because it's the only. It's literally. It's probably the only brand of jelly beans other than like you can get like great value jelly beans from Walmart, Kroger brand jelly beans from Kroger. Think think about it. What can you name another candy that's like M and M's? That's like M and M's. Yeah, so exactly the, like M and M's. The chocolate with the candy shell. Yeah. 
Because when I think of like knockoff shit, I think of like maybe a Kit Kat could be considered. See, I can't even think of a Kit Kat. No. No. Exactly. Okay. But yeah, no. Jelly Belly. Uh, I hope you're paying that person who's doing the taste test a large amount of money because that was fucking awful. Yeah. We paid. I don't know how much money we paid. We paid probably about $10, maybe less. Can't be more than $10 for a game to taste one thing of skunk. And you probably had a group of people taste about a thousand of these to send out, at least in the continental world, continental US. And yeah, probably thousands, hundreds of thousands. Would you do that? Would you, would you take that job? T- tasting skunk? It depends on how much it pays. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest there. Sixty grand a year, because I feel like that's what they would make at the 60 highest. Sixty grand. A Jelly Belly. I don't know, man. Jelly Belly's got racks. Don't mean they always pay people. We've seen that's that true. through. We've seen that through some businesses that, you know, the more money they make in, that just means more for their execs and less for their uh, everyday employees. Yeah. Fuck those companies, by the way. Oh, I just remember, we can cut this out because it's about where I work and my money. Um, we're getting raises at work. You told me. Did I? Company yeah. wide, I should be getting seventy-five cents. Ooh, fifteen seventy-five, eh? Yes, sir. Because I've been there for over six months. Nice. What was I looking up? Hold on, let me see. Uh, I'm curious. How does one become a taste tester? First off. I don't know. And I wonder how culinary school. True. Because you got to be able to pick out seasonings and flavors and shit. I graduated from culinary school with my focus on taste testing. I have a natural talent. My mom has never been to culinary school in her life, and she can taste something and tell you almost every seasoning that's in it. Okay, the top. Fucking sick. According to Google, the top earner's annual salary of taste testing is 78.5 thousand grand. That sounded so weird saying that. 78.5 thousand grand? Yeah, that sounds so, so 78 weird. grand. 78 grand and $500. Uh, 75th percentile is 45 grand and $500. Average is 42 grand, $126. And 25th percentile is 25 grand a year. I would do it if I could If I could be in the 78 grand Well, average bracket. is 42 grand. Right, I wouldn't do it for averaging 42 grand. I would do it for... I would do it to be in the 78 grand bracket. I would love to be a taste tester for Dr. Pepper. Uh, I'd get hella fat and probably die. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't. I mean, they just give you a little shot of it. Probably right. You're not like drinking a whole bottle. It's. It's. I would. I'm dedicated to my job. No, it's gonna be like one of these. You're gonna be. It's a quick sip. That's all you do. There's a. That's all they give you. There's a TikTok of a guy. He's a taste tester for like an ice cream company. Didn't specify which ice cream company. Mm -hmm. And he was showing how like you have to insert it in a certain way to your mouth. You take the take the narrow edge of the spoon, put it in the back of your mouth, cover all nine thousand taste buds, and he's like smacking his lips and he's like aerating it so he's like breathing in, and then he's like talking about what he's tasting, and then he goes. He nice. goes. He goes. Mmm, that's a ten. I was like, that's so fucking weird. But There's he probably, probably made, he probably makes bank off of just doing that several times a day. 
What's so fucking funny, Giggly Bits? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I just always think of um, freaking, what is it, Guy Fieri, whenever he's trying out, like, different things, um, like, at different restaurants and everything, and one thing that my dad once always said was, like, imagining him as, like, a cat trying, like, cat food and shit. He's like, oh, there's some good, there's some good cat food, lots of texture, like, <laughs> like Dude. describing cat food. I am convinced that Mr. Guy Fieri is not from Earth. I've heard it's pronounced Fieri. F- um, Fieri. I'm sure he say. says it's pronounced Fieri, but the frosted tips and the flame shirt say it's Fieri. God damn. I don't give a fuck. You cannot come to, come up to me with frosted tips and say my last name is Fieri. Fuck off. Fieri. <laughs> you fat bitch. <laughs> I told you the carnation was fucking toxic as shit. Look at this guy. Okay, but no, dude, I keep thinking about that skit often because Katie's dad, he's a legend for that. Just he d- he does it justice. K- Katie just kind of told you the gist of it. Mm-hmm. He does like a whole SNL skit out for you about just guy Fieri eating cat food. You can really taste the texture. And it's hilarious the way he does it. Um, I just thought of this because this made Katie and her dad give a big chuckle. There's that Geico commercial of those raccoons uh, in a garbage can. And oh, I thought you were pointing. My bad. There, there's this uh, there's this uh, commercial of uh, these raccoons by a garbage can. And one of the raccoons goes, Oh my god, dude! You gotta taste this. It's disgusting. Oh, I remember that ad. Yeah. No. Why would I taste <laughs> no, try it. Try it. Try it. It's so horrible. It's that's gross. hilarious. That's what I think about when people tell me to drive. With never mind. That's that's mean. That's we're just talking and shit. What were we gonna do for this episode? We can just rambling for fifteen minutes. We can, we can ramble. We can ramble. I, I was gonna say, here's my problem with the car community. You came up with a topic. And I'm yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm going into it. I'm going into it. Yeah, what's your problem with the car community? Enlighten me. It's toxic as fuck, man. It can be. I've, yeah. It really, I mean, every experience I've had besides you, because I've known you before you've gotten into cars, like really into cars, like you've always been into cars, but you know, you haven't always been like... Before really, I realized actually how much I loved them. Yeah. And then I have buddies who are like car guys, but aren't part of the car community, like... They like know a lot. They just they just know shit and they think some of them are really cool and shit. Yeah, yeah, but they don't like really pursue the hobby. Like maybe they have a dream car one day, but that's yeah. about it. Yeah, they'll they'll do that. But and they then, know about it. So from what I've seen, the car community mainly consists of your kind of people. JDM. The, oh, JDM. But that's that's what I see because either it's yeah, well, it's split. <sighs> there's JDM guys, then there's the Euro people. And then, like, for us, domestic. Yeah. American muscle shit. And I've I've only known JDM guys, because they always trick it out. From from what I've gotten, too, like, from high school and throughout the years, those type of people mm-hmm. are the ones, when you try to talk cars with them, because I'm a sports guy, and I, I like to think I'm one of those sports guys who has an open opinion about a lot of things. I will hear you out, because I like to use stats and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm analytical. I'm built for the fit. Mike Tyson. Built different. I'm built different, you know? Okay? But with, with those type of guys that I've known through high school and through my young adult years, 
you're not going to win an argument against them. Or you did win the argument. They're not going to see it that way. They won't accept that they're wrong. Yeah, yeah, no. And it annoys the fuck out of me because you, you can have your own opinion about like, oh, uh, I don't even know a fucking car that they like. Uh, that that car is cool, but you know I'm really just a just American Muscle kind of guy. Uh, you're literally what's wrong with the world. You're literally the biggest piece of shit in yeah. the world. Yeah, and I'm just like, fuck you, guy. Yeah, they're the guys that are the problem and the reason that um, the car community is kind of in danger nowadays. Um, because they're the guys that will argue with you about shit and be toxic as hell. And hold on. Uh, this is going to be a bigger burp than that. The other guys will be toxic as hell and argue with you and judge your build and call it shit. Even though it's your car and you can do what the fuck you want with it. Um, they're the same guys that they go to like meetups and shit and they're the ones that are like revving the shit out of their car when they're leaving. They're doing a huge ass burnout and shit. Even if explicitly, you know, the invite and the person putting on the meet explicitly says no burnouts no revving or you will be kicked out if it's excessive and they'll do it and that's why cops get called and that's why meets get shut down and it's because of those motherfuckers they can't respect people in the space yeah you see the type of car guys i enjoy are the old dudes in their American muscle. Yeah. Because I've always had good conversations with those guys. You always can. It's great. Because they they have, they have a, no, a lot of knowledge through, through the years. Because I'm talking not like old guys in like late 30s, 40s. I'm talking like 60s. late 50s and early 60s guys. Like these guys yeah. are pulling up in Chevelles, uh, 70s Chargers, Challengers, uh, some old Corvettes and shit. And then you're talking to them. And then they're like, yeah, you know, when I was a boy, I always saw my dad had one of these or I saw my dad's friend have one of these. And, you know, I just always dreamt of having one. And now that I'm finally at a point in my life where I can afford one, I've just put all I can to this bad boy. It's, you know, really become my passion. Fucking sick. And then you can always be like, well, I'm not a big Corvette guy. I'm not a big Challenger guy. I'm more of this. It's like, yeah, brother, I think that's really nice. You know, that's that's a backup plan for me if I didn't have this bad boy already. They're understanding. Yeah. Like we, um, me and my stepdad and one of my stepbrothers, we, we went to a car show at Texas Motor Speedway. Um, and it was all like old trucks and, um, classic muscle cars and shit. And it was so much fun. I loved getting to talk to all the fucking old fucks. Um, they had a burnout competition that was dope as fuck. It was so cool. We love you, you fucking geezers. It's so fucking cool. I will say though, for the, what do we call them besides JDM? Is it just JDM? Just JDM dudes. JDM dudes, I will say, they're not... JDM people. They're not as bad about cutting me off. As Euro. I actually don't see... What's considered Euro? BMW, Audi. uh, Okay, yeah. Fuck Euro. Okay, Euro's number one. Mercedes, Porsche. Yeah, yeah, Euro's number one. (laughs) Muscle's number two. The European countries. Yeah. Muscle's number two, and then JDM is right after that. I mean, I guess you could split it because there's JDM, Euro, Domestic for us, or American Muscle, just everywhere else. And then there's a whole other section um, that's separate that's just supercars. So there's us, like the Euro guys. There's the Euro guys, they drive like Volkswagen GTI, Jetta GLI, like Audi S5, the, you know, the more dailier cars. Yeah. And then JDM, you know, me, Mazda 3. 
Honda Civic. The Euro shit. guys are honestly a big flex for but me because it's kind of like. Well, the Euro cars are expensive. Yeah, because it's kind of like I had the money to buy this fucking thing, mm-hmm. which also requires a lot of fucking maintenance. Oh, yeah. And I'm throwing it in your face by fucking. Uh, Oh, by the way, I know I'm going five miles over the speed limit. However, you're going around me like I'm going 10 miles under the speed limit, you fucking douche. Without yeah. a blinker, may I fucking add. Sorry, that was probably a mic clip. Yeah. But, yeah, it's weird how it's split up. Because, like, someone driving, like, an Audi R8, it's like, it's a Euro guy. It's like, well, no, that actually falls under just supercars. He R8, wouldn't really yeah. be considered a Euro guy because he probably has a Lamborghini and a Ferrari at home. Lamborghini. Which, if you Mercy. think about it, they're Euro as well, but it's just. But th- it's a whole different breed. Yeah. That shit got some get up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'm not a big car guy, so I can't tell you like, oh, here's why this is better or anything. I just, I go off looks. I don't give a shit about the sound. Like, I mean, yeah, the sound's important. I don't want a car that it sounds like. Like a Dodge Avenger. Yeah. What I drive. Yeah. yeah. A piece of shit. Yeah. Gets me from point A to point B. You motherfucker. I just... I don't give a shit what a car sounds like, honestly. Like mm-hmm. like I said, I hope it doesn't sound like it... Whatever. But... It's so fucking annoying. We were uh, driving to the brewery today. And there's a five-point slow. Just kind of, you know, revving the shit out of his fucking car you know and then mm-hmm. as we're on the tollway you know how the bridges go over the tollway and then there's that echoey o- uh, overpass mm-hmm. hey fucking of course you, you did that's what you do when you go under an overpass no that's what you do bud no yes sir no. not excessive <laughs> Oh, his was hella yeah, yeah see if you, I, I we were not even close to him and we heard we heard it. I mean, good for him, I guess. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know, bro. I, I don't. Give I mean, a shit. when I get an exhaust on my car, if I go under an overpass, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna give it a little beans. I'm gonna go. I'll give it a little beans. Give it a little echo. Okay, so real quick, what's your dream car? My dream car. It's Skyline, isn't it? It is. It's an R32 Skyline GTR. All right. Now here's the thing. I don't know why that's your dream car. I don't know why it's such like a big car like is it crazy fast does it sound amazing is the handling on it insane like excel- it, torque horsepower what it was fast and furious no because it's not in fast and furious ever the r34 is oh, in fast okay. and furious yeah a different type of skyline is what you like then like not the one from fast and furious but it's essentially the same car but a different body um there, I mean, all the GTRs starting with the R32 and then R33 and R34, they're literally like the same exact car, just a different body, so different aerodynamics. Um, the R32, I would, I would say it's the car that made me realize how much I love cars. Because now, okay, I was about to say why. Well, first I'll say that, um. Like, for the longest time, the Chevelle SS was my dream car because it, and I, I'll tell you, and I, I was talking, every time I saw a Chevelle, I just fucking nutted. I, I talked to this one guy at that car show we went to, and I was like, I love these things. And we were talking about it, and I said, 
this was originally my very first dream car because the Chevelle SS um, 6970 was the very first car that I had ever seen where I was completely speechless when I saw it. All I could do was stare at it and just think about how beautiful it was. Can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. I do give a little bit of shit, I guess, about the sound. Because when I look at a Chevelle, the reason it's my dream car, the one I love, is because, one, Chevelles look fucking mean as shit. They and look angry. They sound mean as and shit. And, yes, they are fucking beefy. It's the old you American the, V8. Like, there's this one Facebook advertisement, like, enter your chance to, for a giveaway to, like, a Chevelle. And it was all blacked out. And just hearing that fucking thing, like being cammed yeah almost like oh my fucking god that's so sexy old old can't old muscle cars that have been like cammed is really fucking sick english oh um non-car guy here yeah you're right uh they switch they swap out the camshaft which is english yeah i'm about to explain it to you okay the camshaft in the car is You've probably seen one at some point, like a picture or something. It's got these little teardrop-shaped looking things, and it's just a long rod, and the things like spin. It's what, um... No. No. Okay. I don't... I I don't I don't feel like going away. I'm getting off track here. Um, Go on, yeah. So the Chevelle was my first ever dream car ever, because it's the first car that ever left me speechless. I saw it. I was like, God damn, this thing is one of the most beautiful cars I've ever seen in my entire life. Bussin'. When respectfully, I think I had never seen an R32 in person until like a year or two ago, or a year and a half ago. Yeah, like a year and a half ago. Um, I never seen one in person before that. I'd only seen pictures and in video games, but I think what really made me realize like when we see this car and kind of fall in love with it was the first time I'd ever played Forza Horizon 4 which I credit as the game that got me into cars the the reason I'm so into cars because watching the Fast and Furious movies as a kid kind of planted that seed in there that got me thinking about cars and shit but when I played Forza it locked it in but um, I saw it in the game and I just stopped and it was the first car un- since seeing a Chevelle that I was just like, fuck. Like, I just I just stared at it, and I was like, wow. I was like, that's fucking gorgeous. So for a car, what, do you th- what, what, what are you looking for then, since you're a JDM guy? Are you, are you looking for speed? Are you looking I'm for looking looks? I'm looking for something I know I can have fun in. F- fun how? Something that's enjoyable to drive, like my car. It's a Mazda 3. It's not the Mazda Speed 3. It's not fast. I know goddamn well it's not fast. The only thing I'd be able to race is like stock Civics. And I might not win. I mean, it's not a fast car and it never will be. But when I get behind the wheel of that thing, it's fun to drive. I mean, mean, it it gets up pretty well. I mean, 0 to 60 in 7.4 seconds. Um... Granted, that's not crazy, but my no. car my car before that did it in 9.5, so it's a whole two seconds Your car faster. before that? Yeah. Your car before... What'd you drive before I that? I drove a 2006 Mercury Mariner. Uh, how, how many... Uh, V6. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's not bad for V6. God damn it. Um, 
but it i mean it's a fun car and it's enjoyable to drive and i love driving it that's what i look for and i feel like i could have the same experience in a civic and you know uh first gen miata because first gen miatas are just supposed to be extremely fun cars to drive yeah i'm now realizing that i'm probably eating my words because i said i don't give a shit about what sound unless it's a chevelle or a Hellcat, anything with a Hellcat in it, I don't oh, give yeah. a shit what it sounds like. Because I'm trying to think, like, okay, Camaros, really don't care for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mustangs, unless it's the Mach 1, the old ones. Yeah. Mustang Mach 1. Yeah. Th- th- those are fucking dope as shit. Have, I haven't liked a Mustang. I will say, dude, I mean, the Coyote Mustangs are so fucking sick. I don't think I know that one. That's the newest ones. The first gen Coyote Mustang 5.0 Coyote was 2012. No, I think that was the first gen of the Coyote. Well, because it's the first time um, in forever that the Mustang was reliable again. Reliable how? Like reliable. Like it's not going to have Ford problems. (laughs) Because the Coyote engine is insanely reliable. It's honestly, it's, it's pretty bulletproof. So th- there are some that look fucking mean as shit, but the back just kind of throws me off. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a fan of the way the back looks. The back looks like just an ordinary sedan. Have you, have you seen the Shelby GT500? Is it is it Coyote engine? Uh, I don't know exactly what it is, but I mean, it's new. Look, oh, look up the new one. I mean, there's been ones in the past, but look up the new Shelby GT500. It's fucking sick looking. It's mean. The fucking internet will load. I think it's supercharged. Yeah, because the GT350 is still naturally aspirated. It's supercharged. Yeah, because the one I'm getting is a like a, a carbon gray with like these black racing stripes down the middle, and then yeah, it looks. Fucking is the front of it kind of like a like the grill is like all blacked there out? And yeah. That one right there. Yeah, go to images. You can find some better looking ones. I'm trying to fucking click on it, but you know, internet. Oh, that fucking yes, blue sir. one is sexy. Look at that. It looks mean as fuck. Okay, these are pretty cool then. Yeah. They're uh, fast as shit too. So, I'm, I'm a domestic guy. I'm a muscle guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I really don't care for them because uh, Mustang drivers are toxic as fuck. Um, they can be, yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's just a stigma about a guy that drives a Mustang. Not even about the car community, the type of person you are. Yeah. There's also a stigma about the guy who drives a lifted fucking truck. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I've met a couple people that drive Mustangs that are actually cool as fuck dudes. Oh, me too. My dad drove a Mustang for the longest time. Yeah. Um, um I did have one more, uh, another couple things I wanted to add on with the R32. Um,. One, I mean, I mean the engine in the car is called an RB26. That's the code for it. Twin turbo inline six. Now, those things can be built to hell and back. I mean, there are so many people that are getting old GTRs, the RB26, and they're pushing a 1,000 horsepower. And Fucking A. Yeah, and it's... It's an all-wheel drive car. With an inline-six engine? Yeah. What you do is you take out two turbos, and you do one big single turbo, and you're able to run more boost. Um, now, the problem is with one big turbo, it takes longer for that turbo to like start spinning because it's bigger. 
um, so you don't hit all the power as quickly. But when it does, like it throws you back in the seat, and it's all-wheel drive, so it's going all that power is going to all four wheels at once, and they're just fucking monsters. I have to sh- I'll have to show you this video of a GTR beating a Bugatti Veyron. No which, fucking shit. Yeah, he fucking gapped him in a gap in a drag race. Fucking woke up in a piece of shit, Bugatti. The, the fastest car in the world back in 2011. It gapped the shit out of it. I'm feeling. I'm feeling like I'm starting to get an understanding. Like these, the people who like JDM it, like them because they're they seem to be more reliable too. They're extremely reliable, and the JDM world is all about its tuner culture, is what it is. So you're taking, you're able to take cars like the Honda Civic, where from the factory, um, especially from the '90s, it's maybe pushing a little over 100 horsepower. But tune that baby. You're up. able to add on to it, and especially Honda engines respond extremely well to turbos, and they stay extremely reliable. Like you can, I mean, there's this whole fucking thing about joke about. You know, Lamborghini owners talking about like, no one can beat me. No one can fucking smoke me in my fucking Lamborghini in this drag race. And it was like Honda Civic owner with a laptop in his passenger seat pulls up and he's like, fuck. Because literally they'll put big turbos on those fuckers and they don't give a fuck. Like they're just there to look at you and say, fuck you. They'll pull up their laptop, hit as much boost as humanly possible. And they will fucking take off. I'm talking like hitting mock fuck Jesus. <laughs> I'm serious, bro. It's fucking nuts. Yeah, I don't. I mean, so compare it to uh, domestic then. So domestic? like, is domestic more expensive to tune up or is it just more hard? Because like you said, Honda responds very well. Uh, I think it comes down to reliability. There's a lot more with American engines. You have to make sure it's done right. And... So not as not as uh, it, responsive as a Honda, right? And because those engines already come from the factory, with more power, like a Which, Dodge a Dodge Charger Charger already has over three hundred horsepower from the factory, and it's American made, so a little same, lazy. Same with the Camaro and the Mustang. Just kidding, by the way. That's the whole. That's the whole thing with muscle cars. The definition of a muscle car is big engine, small car. That's what a muscle car is. Muscle. Muscle. That's what a muscle car is. Sounds like you want to say bussing, but you're trying to, your muscles coming out of your work. I mean, mouth. they be bussing. So, I mean, it's I like so. uh, the Camaro, the Camaro SS. It's got, I mean, it's got over the 300 horsepower range. So, there's just not really as much you can do with it unless you're going to do something crazy. Because, you know, people will take their Mustangs and what they do is they supercharge them and shit. And, you know, they're maybe getting, no, they can get like another 50. Maybe close to 100 horsepower, but then to really go crazy with it, I mean, you got to be built spending shitloads of money and take getting it professionally done somewhere to do it right. I'm going to take a quick break. Welcome back. Thank you for enjoying that wonderful ad break. Fuck yeah. Um, we keep moving on to other shit. And this I, want, is, I mean, we're just kind of flip-flopping I mean, all yeah, over the I place. Yeah, I like it, but I want to add one more thing off to why I like why the R32 is my dream car and it's essentially it is the car that gave the GTR 
the name Godzilla. Why? And it, oh, it's the coolest fucking thing. Um, it was meant as an insult. Um, like big, what's and, funny big and slow is the R32 GTR was tearing shit up. It was winning races left and right when Nissan was racing it. Um, and they took it down to Australia and were racing it down there. And uh, the Australians were poking fun at the Japanese because they were getting pissed off. Because this fucking Nissan comes down here from Japan just starts tearing shit up and beating all their cars and their races. And everyone else is coming to Australia to race and beating the shit out of them. So they were getting pissed off. So they started poking fun, calling it Godzilla, being like, ha, ha, ha. With, I don't just... It's I, destroying I, shit. Like, or like maybe trying to be like racist with it. I don't know. Oh, I didn't even think about that. With, oh my god! You know, yeah, Godzilla yeah, yeah. being a Japanese movie franchise and shit, and um, because Godzilla, like, I mean, the monster like destroyed Japanese cities, you know, and shit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what. But what's funny is, you know, they started calling it Godzilla, and Nissan essentially was like, "No, fuck yeah, like fuck yeah, no, this thing's Godzilla, dude. Don't fuck with it." I yeah, I would take that as a compliment. I mean, I could see how it'd be an insult. Like a non-racial insult because mm-hmm. I thought you were like referring to like what big but slow. I don't know. I had literally. I have no idea why they started. Why they wanted I, to call I, it Godzilla? I think I know why. I mean, um, yeah. Australians tend to have no filter. I mean, right. I'm not saying they're bad people, but you know they have a certain word. They just don't give a fuck. They have a certain word that American people don't like very much, and it's an yeah. everyday word for them over there. Yeah. I'm just gonna say it, cunt. Um, but. I mean, yeah, so from that moment forward, the GTR was known as Godzilla. And it's fucking sick. I want one so bad. Fucking all-wheel drive, twin-turbo, inline-six. Oh, what's funny is um, around this time in Japan, they had a gentleman's agreement between all the car companies because too many young people were getting into car accidents and dying. Fucking A. Um, Drift City? The, um... The gentleman's agreement was that they could not build cars with uh, a posted horsepower of over 280 horsepower. Damn. But you know what's hilarious? They all signed the agreement, and they all broke it. Because if you take uh, an R32 GTR completely stock to a dyno um, to get the horsepower numbers, you'll make about... So they couldn't re- they couldn't have it with a reported horsepower to the crank, which is to the actual engine of 280. You lose power in the drive the drive shaft and stuff. So to the wheels, you're doing less than like a, what it actually says. You lose about 15 20 percent. Yeah. So when they were taking it to a dyno, a dyno gives you the wheel horsepower of the car. They put it on the dyno completely stock. And they were getting around 280 to the wheels, which means they the car makes around 315, 320 to the crank, like from the engine. But Yo, fuck your agreement. Nissan just tells you it makes 280. If you look it up online, I think it just says 280, or somewhere around there. Um, same with the Mark IV Toyota Supra. Uh. I think, um, I want to say Honda did the same thing with the NSX. 
I'm not sure. Sorry. But it's just hilarious that they had this gentleman's agreement and they just all broke it without telling the other companies. It's fucking hilarious. But, I mean, yeah, the R32 is my dream car. I want to own one. Problem is, I don't know if I ever will because they're only going up in value. They're getting more and more. Uh, when I looked at one, uh, I want to say six months, six, six to eight months ago, I looked at one and it was uh, 27000 Um, And I looked at one a couple weeks ago and it was like thirty two. Yeah. They're only like they're only going up in value and they're getting harder to find here because people are holding on to the GTRs in Japan. Cause they were never sold in America, so you have to import them. Um and so you can either find one that someone or has already imported and they've driven around here, or you can go online to the Japanese auctions. Find one and import it yourself, which that's expensive as fuck. Yeah, I hate paying for shipping. I can't imagine shipping from another country. Well, there's shipping from another country. Then there's you know, um, there's probably a tax. There's custom fees. Yeah, Um, dude, there's tons and tons of fees. So by the time you're you're probably paying. So you you've bought this car. From this auction for let's say thirty five thousand dollars. I'm assuming you basically put a down payment. By the time you get this car and you're driving it home, you probably spent a total for that car maybe around seventy, eighty grand. Holy shit, you basically bought another car. Yeah. I was gonna say a down payment. No, you basically bought another fucking car. Yeah, because there's so many fees and shit that you have to pay. I mean, but for some fucking rich people, it's like, yeah, whatever. And you have to be able to go, I mean, it may not be that drastic, you know, it could be like, you know, you spend 35k on the car itself, and then maybe 10, 20,000 in fees, so maybe 45, $55,000. Yeah. But see, then you gotta, like, for me, our closest port, if I wanted to import one, I have to go down to Galveston. So to go pick up the car that I've imported, Dude, I have to drive eight, nine hour drive. eight hours. Yeah. And then eight hours back. By the way, that's how big Texas is for those of you who don't know. Yeah. If yeah, if I don't want to trust some company to pick the car up, put it on a trailer, and bring it here. I wouldn't. I feel like some shit would go wrong. I mean, there's some companies you can trust to do it, but again, they're expensive. Their rates are high. So what is that? That's more money you're spending on this one car. That was already $35,000. domestic. No, um, another thing I was going to go into, we're flip-flopping again. Do you have anything else you want to add on to that? That was about it. Just talking about how it was Godzilla. Yeah. The car communities, I feel like all of them have their uh, certain stigmas that I mentioned. Um, I will say that the JDM seem more... Uh, we're the sad diver- boys. I guess. Y'all seem more diverse. Like, Because when I think of uh, someone my age or younger... Owning a, a domestic, mm-hmm. I think of a rich boy. Like I, the like these guys are like been been handed money most of their life. If you're like thirty and under, you probably make a lot of money, or you have access to a lot of money, and you just 
fucking drive it to like show it off. There's people like that in every part of the car community. Yeah, because I was about to say, but it seems more in the domestic because mm-hmm. there's, I I know some guys who are JDM. We went to high school with one. You know who I'm talking about. I know exactly. Who Spells his about. fucking name weird. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And uh, rich boys right there for the mm-hmm. J, for the JDM. And I okay, I guess yeah. But, but what's funny is remember before he had that, he had a Challenger. Yeah. He did. So he did. I think it's funny how he flip flopped. Cause he, oh, I remember him and my buddy. So my buddy, he still to this day, he's domestic. He's American Muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, stands by it. He loves it. Uh, Which is perfectly fine. And they got into an argument on a Facebook post. Like my buddy didn't even start the argument. This dude fucking started the argument because uh, I posted, I, I shared a picture. I think it was a a Camaro. It was a blacked out fucking, I don't a Z, what's the one? Z28? Maybe. It was like. ZL1? Was it a modern one? It was like 20, I want to say 2018, 2017. It was probably the ZL1, 1LE. Yeah, because I, like. It we, looked mean as fuck. Yeah. Like, was it crazy looking? Yeah, so, it was. you know the Camaro, how you're talking about that one country wanted them to get rid of that thing in the front? Yeah. Because it. Looked as a hazard, but the, it creates well, downforce. Yes, yeah, so um, the uh, yeah, the Chevy Camaro ZL1 1LE can is not sold in the UK. Yeah, okay, because of the arrow and because um, it's so dangerous and it should be registered as a weapon, not a vehicle. Yeah, well, that's the one I'm talking about because yeah. I know because I saw the front, it's fucking uh, crazy, and it was blacked out and it was fucking mean as shit. I posted Bro, you put some red underglow on one of those things. Not, oh. not a fan of the underglow on any car, if I'm uh-huh, being honest. Bro, just, oh. Not a fan, not hating on it, but not a fan. I get it. It's not for everyone. Yeah. And my buddy reposted it, and homie comes up on my, my buddy reposting it, talking shit Why? about a Camaro. So what just, was the post about? That you I, made? We, we were just appreciating it. Like, that was it. We were just appreciating the Camaro. Did you, like, say something about the picture? Just like No, that? I re- literally just reposted it. I, basically a retweet. Yeah, for, for those who use Twitter, but I'm not on Twitter, and my buddy had commented something or he shared. It. I forget. He either commented on my uh, post or he shared it, and then I saw they got into an argument. He was basically bashing the Camaro and calling it a pesky recall car and saying how it's not faster than a Challenger. And my buddy was going on about how the Challenger has so much fucking weight in the back because it's true. Yeah, it's, it's fucking heavy. The Challenger is the fucking boat. Yeah. It's a boat. So, I thought that was hilarious. And now he's uh, Mr. JDM. Mm-hmm. Problem is, I want to challenge her so bad. I, I wouldn't hate like, you. I wouldn't hate you for it, though, because, like, well, you, you've you uh, shown your interest in a lot of cars. Your mm-hmm. biggest thing right now is JDM, and that's okay. Well, Hom- I love everything. Yeah. Homeboy over here well, was just, strictly just, like... This is the best car, hands down, no matter what. He's toxic as fuck. Yeah, but the thing is with Challengers, I want one so bad. You know, I want I want a wide-body Hellcat. Um, but here's the problem. I'm conflicted. Because personally, in my personal experience, I'm sad to say that I have never had a positive experience with someone who drives a Challenger. I've never met yeah. I've never met someone that drives a Challenger and had a good conversation. I've never met someone that drives a Challenger that didn't cut me off in traffic. Like I just and it sucks to say that because they're extremely cool cars. 
But the people I've met that drive them have completely ruined them for me, and I don't want to be a part of that stigma. I, I know one that probably doesn't fit that stigma. One, because you don't talk to them that much. Two, that you've never driven. You've probably never driven at the same time as them on the road. Uh, purple Challenger. We used to work at T-Mobile. Okay, I didn't know it was purple. Yeah, it was purple. It was nice. Is I it like an RT? It. Or I don't think so. Not an RT. Maybe I don't know. I don't believe so. Damn. So it's a V6. No. Okay. Maybe it is RT. Because I'm trying. To th- I'm trying. The to RT think. is the is essentially the base V8. Because I'm trying to think that person wouldn't go no. That person would go like all in on that shit. They wouldn't just kind of be like. Oh, it's still a challenger. So feel like their boyfriend would give him shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Absolutely. like, it's so yeah. like your dad's charger was the RT. That was a, that's that's the f- base like V8 yeah. charger. Yeah, that so I'm pretty same sure. for the challenger RT. RT. I have, like I said, not a car guy, so I have trouble with that shit sometimes. But it's hard to tell <laughs> with the might. older ones because you have to look for this little red RT badge. Because even with the old ones. Like nowadays, you can tell which Challenger it is because the hood is different. Yeah, I got. Then you couldn't. I got to go back on my fucking statement. <sighs> Excuse me. I do give a shit what a car sounds like. Yeah, he gives a okay. shit. Everyone gives a shit what a car sounds like. The, the thing Everyone is, has a sound yeah. that they like. The thing is, I hate when people like try to show me like what their car sounds like because it's like it's sick, right? And either I like it or I hate it. Yeah. Or, or I just don't give a fuck. Actually, mm-hmm. it's not, I don't. I don't hate it. I just don't give a fuck. You better be excited as fuck when I put an exhaust in my yeah, car and I look at you and be like, "Hey, how's the sound, right?" Yeah, yeah I'll pretend. Sound like a good naturally aspirated four cylinder. Uh, I'll pull some uh, acting lessons out. <laughs> and the thing I don't like either is like, uh, I guess it's jealousy, the showboating, you know? Because for me, I you feel like you want to be I, able to do it. Yes and no. Are I don't want. I don't want to be the guy that. Uh, Goes under the overpass and just fucking like for like you, you want to be the guy where someone gets really bright eyed and excited, like, Oh, can you give it a couple revs? and you go, and they're like, Oh, that's sick, yeah, maybe. You want to like, be that guy, yeah, maybe. Or like, you know, those times where I'm pulling out of like, let's say, an intersection and like, Oh, shit, I'm like, I'm not gonna make it, and I kind of like step on it a little bit, and then my little four cylinder Dodge Avenger, I what 2.4 liter, it. 160 horsepower it is yours it's like 160 horsepower is at most did Just you know your car was offered with a v6 as well yeah i know but i didn't want it i just i needed something to get me but i just know you know I, yeah. I don't know i was just a little fact i was throwing out there but um but you know i'm talking about those moments where i have to get going and i step on the gas and you hear a little and i'm like Hello, where did you come from? She's got a little noise. Like, look at you. And then I step on the gas and it goes, uh, Look at you. That's it. It is a 2.4 liter. Good job, sir. I've looked under the hood a couple times. My car's had its fair share of problems. I blew 173. My, I blew my gasket one time, so I had to look under the hood. What gasket? Or not gasket. What I Radiator. Radiator pipe. When it dumped its coolant? Yeah. Yeah, the coolant hose. Yeah. I was like, gasket. I was like... Yeah, I, I knew that sounded wrong the second I said it. I was like, I know he didn't blow a head gasket. I knew that sounded that's wrong. a whole new engine. <laughs> I think I've had the alternator replaced, though. Oh, I've had an alternator no, replaced. No, not on that. It was on the Tahoe. That shit made me... Bro. <sighs> it was on the Tahoe that I think that happened. I think I had some work done on the alternator, but I didn't mm-hmm. get it replaced. Um... So yeah, I do give a shit because um, I'm 
dude, I'm big on dad culture right now. I just, I'm basically ready to be a dad. <laughs> and, uh, I'm thinking of dad cars, like those newer Durangos that have 475 horsepower. Dodge in them. Durango SRT. Those baby. Durangos have Hellcats in them too, right? Yes, sir. And then yes, those, sir. uh, was it Trackhawk? Jeep chair, Jeep, 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 Tapman's uh, I'm not a big fan of the Renegade, but the way his Renegade, Renegade looks, is, it's not Gladiator. Gladiator. You ever seen a Renegade? Oh, Renegade is the. Oh, sorry, me and her were talking about Renegade. Renegade's earlier. ugly as fuck. It looks like a Jeep Kia Soul. Yeah, like a cube. Yeah, like a Jeep Kia Soul. It's ugly as fuck. Yeah, like a cube, like a Kia Soul. You know, hamster mobile. Uh, Gladiator. My bad. Um, we I fucking love him. Yeah, not a fan of the Gladiators, but his was kind of decked out, so I was like... Whew. Oh, yeah, well, his... his Tim's is matted black. He's got the real aggressive front grill on it. Yeah. Um, it looks like it looks like something like you see out of, like, a Mad Max movie. And then it's been Hellcat swapped. That's a big thing with Jeep uh, Wrangler owners, is that aggressive front grill. A lot of them, you'll see, they have the same front grill on it, and it's that. Let's talk about that. They're, another, they're not a, exactly part of the car community about, like, going out and, like, doing car meets and everything, but that's a community in itself oh, people who dude, own jeeps the jeep community jeep wrangler specifically uh-huh or the rubicons uh, uh, is that a wrangler or a rubicon? it's it's a trim of the wrangler okay jeep wrangler rubicon yeah um they're a whole community in and of itself because i mean there's the jeep wave yeah and there's a I've there's a there's a hierarchy to it like how um like if you're driving your jeep and you see an older model Jeep, like say it's an old Willy, mm-hmm. like a really old one from the yeah. 90s, you have to wave first. And they get to decide whether they reciprocate or not. But you have to show, you show them the respect first. You wave first. And you can do like the two fingers up, like this, whole hand, whatever, you wave first. Or if um, there's another Jeep that's dirtier than yours, like say yours is clean, but theirs is covered in mud. Like, maybe they just got done out in the dirt. You weigh first. There's a whole... I, I, I love it. And what's also... Is there's this other thing that they do called ducking. Some of them do. And where... If they see another Jeep owner... Like, see, say you see one parked in a parking lot... And you just get out of your little Jeep Wrangler. Um, what some of them do is they take a little rubber ducky. And they put it on the other Jeep. And it's just supposed to be this nice little gesture. Just like, here, have a little rubber ducky. Like, have a good day. And I I love that shit so much. They're not too crazy then. So my experience with the Jeep community has mainly been through our years in high school. Mm -hmm. And that was all the rich kids. It's all the rich kids that have pavement princesses. Yeah. Every time I've had a bad experience with a Jeep owner, it's a pavement princess. Now, what's a... Okay. English. Uh, It means it doesn't leave the road. Okay. It's a Jeep Wrangler that's not it's used for what a Jeep Wrangler is meant off-road. to be used it's for. It's not used for off-road. Yeah. Basically. Okay, yeah. Because these motherfuckers got like those big LED light bars that are... Uh, I guess this is just me talking. I understand mm-hmm. some people like them. Light bars are so extra to me. Well, if you're actually using it for its intended purpose, the light bar comes in handy. Okay, then yes, but... Because if it's pitch black outside... But we're talking 16, 17-year-olds oh yeah, who dude, mom and dad don't even let them go out. Or they do let them go out, but they're going to Whataburger at 2 in the fucking morning. Yeah, if you're a 16-year-old in high school, you don't need a light bar on the top of your Jeep. 
Yeah, you don't. Especially living in our area. There's not much places to go off-roading. Right. And I know you don't fucking travel. Unless you're one of those people, which we hardly had any of them, that legitimately every weekend you're going out with your friends and family and you're going mudding like crazy. I think we maybe had one or two. See, even that, I feel like you're overshooting. That, I like, think I they think legitimately had, went out and went mudding like every weekend. I think we've had one or two that went out every weekend, but it wasn't their own shit. It was with someone else and their shit. You I know? think I actually saw someone actually pull up to school in their Jeep and it actually had dirt on it. And I was like, fucking sick, yeah, dude. They, yeah, it rained the night before. They took a bucket of mud and fucking threw it on there. <laughs> and then fucking got, oh, yeah, you know, dude, I went mudding and uh, I don't like it clean, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm a country boy or I'm a, you know, I'm wild. I'm like that, and I, I mean, I, I mean, no hate, no, All honestly, hate for me. no, no hate on you know Jeep owners and shit. Oh, not on the I Jeep mean, owners, but like on, the on the ones that are stupid. Um, so my hate co- comes from the age group twenty and under for the Jeep owners. The, I, I hate on the ones that, uh, like dad or mom bought it for them. Um, say, oh yeah, yeah. So basically twenty and under. Yeah, like if they're still in high school, and it's like daddy bought me this. I'm like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, but so, I'll, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I want a Jeep. I want a Jeep Wrangler so bad because, um, I want to do an off-road build and I would love to build a lifted Jeep Wrangler. I don't hate them. I really don't hate them. I just, my only experience has been with the people that were in, around our age group in high school and they weren't, yeah, they made me hate Jeeps for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And here's my thing. I'm not shaming parents for buying the, their kids oh, no, not at expensive all. cars, but it's also kind of like... You do you. You parent the way you want. But it's also kind of like just for my perspective on parenting is kind of like the sense of responsibility and reward. Mm-hmm. Like you give them something that's not that great. Something safe, of course. So that they can work to get where they want to go. Right. I remember in high school, I found this... Muscle car. It was a Chevy Nova. That's what it was. Fuck. Yeah, it was a Chevy Nova. Didn't know anything about it, like, as far as, like, you know, the mileage and everything. I just knew it was for sale. And I was working, and I could afford it at the time. And so I begged my fucking parents, like, I will pay insurance. I will make payments if I have to. I want that damn car. And they were just like, no, you don't need it. And I'm like, I know I don't need it, but I want it. I'm saying, like, y'all don't have to buy this for me. Like... In the area we lived in, for the, the kids that went to school with us, that's rare. Like, if my kid came up to me, Dad, I want this uh, Chevelle. You know, I mean, I don't know if they're still going to be hot when we're older. I'm pretty sure they will be. Oh, yeah. They're and, going up in value. Uh, I want this Chevelle. I'm not buying you a Chevelle. No, no, no. Okay, Dad, I found one on right here on this website, or I'm talking to a guy right now who's selling it. I can afford it. Uh, and I'll do this, I'll do that to make like you don't have to spend a dime. I'll be like, let's go take a look. Like that's that's what I'll say. And if he if he can afford it, and I know he's gonna be able to do it, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm not hating on kids having nice cars. I'm hating on like you know the just like it kind of gives them there's there's no sense of uh, responsibility and that everything's handed out to them because also those people who've had those cars given to them tend to have like this thing of instant gratification where they end up either going nowhere yeah they're entitled yeah fuck yeah they're entitled shit not not all of them but about 80 percent of them there's there's they don't get this feeling of responsibility and um accomplishment because i would 
that kind of like to me I'm, like I feel sad towards them. I was like damn I was like y'all really don't get to feel accomplishment because I was lucky that I grew up in a family where I was told my whole life if you want something you can have it as long as you work for it mm-hmm. as long as you work your butt off and so I mean when I bought that car my Mazda I spent my money you know I worked and shit I'm like okay I cannot spend these paychecks I need to save these and I did, and what did I do? Granted, you know, it's not the most crazy, fast, luxurious car. It's nothing nuts. I mean, I spent, I mean, it was $4,000. But that's $4,000 that I had, and I physically paid it to feels, have that car. Yeah, it feels so great to say that you own a car. I own my car. I, I own bought my it, car, yeah. So. I bought it myself with my own money. Yeah, because I remember being in high school, I drove my brother's Lancer for a month, then they got rid of it and they got a new car and then mm-hmm. I drove the next car they had because he had a work truck and every time I got asked like oh dude I like your car I'd be like it's not my car right like it, what like I was just straight up like I'm just driving it because my brother allows me to yeah because I mean, he because I don't have a car that I drive to school so it's not my car but thank you yeah I'll pass it on and then when I I remember when I did get the Avenger I was just so happy to get a car and yeah, and you had something that was your car yeah because I remember I went to play basketball with some of the boys, and uh, they were like, why the fuck are you so late? And I was just like, ah, no reason, man. And then I pulled out some keys, and they go, oh, you got a fucking car. I'm like, yes, I did. They go, let's go take a look. And they go, oh, an Avenger. Not bad. And I'm like, yeah, not bad. No, it's a cool car. I like that mean looking. That's why I got it. I, mm-hmm. I like the way the front of the car looks. That's the thing. As far as like the performance, don't give a shit. It gets me to point A to point B, like I said. But it's my, a good looking car. My thing about cars I like are they either look mean or they're just beefy as fuck. So mm-hmm. when I was saying that I'm transitioning to like my dad builds of cars, I want that Durango that goes 475 mm-hmm. or that has a 475 horsepower because just it seats so it has so much room to seat all these people and just sounds mean as fuck. Yeah. Or a Grand Cherokee with a Hellcat in it. Oh. Grand Cherokee track car. Jesus Christ, dude. Sheesh. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, that was probably a clip. Yeah, probably. Let's talk about these Euro guys real quick. Okay. What about them? What do you want to know? Those are probably the rich guys, the entitled guys. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, the cars tend to be... I mean, okay. Well, I think I'm we not, talked about that part already. Okay. But. I'm not going to generalize. I don't want to generalize an entire group of people because I have met... I have met so many people that drive Euro cars, and they're cool, and they bought it themselves. I'm generalizing, Luke. You don't have to, but I will for you if you don't want to. I'm not going to. If you're going to generalize, do it for you. Don't do it for me. Do it for you, because I'm I'm not doing it. I'm doing it for me and you. No, no, I'm not included in the generalizing. Okay, I'm generalizing. I'm not going to generalize it, because I've met some not entitled people in the Euro community that bought their shit themselves. I think the older cars that have some problems in the Euro community, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe like we worked with somebody who drove a BMW. It was an older BMW. Yeah. Yeah. I was born with those. Yeah. What kind of BMW is that? Uh, I think hers was a 330CI. Yeah, because that's what I almost bought. Sounds cool. <laughs> I don't um, know. It was... It was, it was nice. I, I didn't mind it, but I know from my understanding, BMWs have a lot of problems. Well, essentially, that generation of the 3 Series, like the 335, 
ICI, they were the last, essentially the last reliable engine BMW ever made. It was early 2000, like 2000 to 2000, I want to say five or six. It was the last reliable engine BMW ever made. Now the thing is that you know they're never having electrical problems. That's because they're just so jam packed with tech. Even like in the early 2000s, they had a shit ton of tech. I mean, it's dope as fuck because they're luxury vehicles, but it was just so jam packed in there. You know who did it right with luxury? Goddamn Lexus. Lexus expensive. Is now maintenance. Maintenance. That's a, I mean I don't got a problem with Lexus, but it's, maintenance. Lexus's first car out the gate when they first formed Lexus in the 80s to sell luxury vehicles to compete with BMW, Mercedes. Mercedes? Um, yeah, I like saying it like that. Um, and all them uh, was the Lexus LC400. And the 400 stand stood for 4.0 V8. Nice. Um, the Literally the pinnacle of luxury for the 80s. And... What's funny is they made it and they sold it and all the other high luxury brands wanted to sue Lexus and like wanted to sue Toyota because um, the oh, price Lexus is with Toyota. Lexus is Toyota. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, because the price that they sold it for, they were like, there's no way you're building this car. They, they were accusing them of selling it under what it costs to make the car so you can't sell a car for less than it costs to make it well yeah no shit you would make no profit too right but they were accusing them of doing that because of the price that they were selling it for I don't remember the exact price but they they looked at it and they're like there's no way you're building this car like this spending this little money but no they were and literally I mean they sold more than Mercedes and BMW and everything and they actually had better features and it was more luxurious and i don't mind them what's awesome about it is it's a toyota engine so you know what you know what you know what happened recently not too long ago there was a guy that has a lexus lc 400 that he bought like back when they came out and it's completely the way he bought it from when he got it off the lot he just kept up with regular servicing and maintenance guess how many miles it just hit uh i think i remember you telling me this uh Oh, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. I forget. Oh, go ahead. A million. That's right. It's the million mile Lexus. I didn't want to say a million and sound like a dumbass. Mm-hmm. So. It's literally, they came out the gate and it's a bulletproof engine. It's fucking amazing. I almost bought one. You can find them for cheap. You can find them for four, like same price I paid for my car. An 80s Lexus for $4,000. The peak of luxury. Yeah, I, I know for me, I would just have a problem keeping up with the uh, service and uh, maintenance. And that's not saying that like I wouldn't well, do it. You need a Toyota then. Huh? You need a Toyota then. Yeah. I mean, you just change the oil on that thing. That thing will fucker will run forever. Exactly. That's, that's, that's what I love. I don't yeah. want all this other taking it into the shop shit. Yeah. I just, oil change. And if I can learn to do that myself, I will. And uh, I'm gonna look up all that other shit. I'm gonna add something to that. I want to show you this. I want to look up the original MSRP for an LS400 in the 80s. Did I say LC? I think so. LS LS400. So the original MSRP for the 1990 LS400 
um, for the just regular four-door luxury sedan, like, you know, lower trim, was $36,000. Now, the four-door full luxury decked out sedan with all the features was 40450 They were, and, um... They were competing with BMW, Mercedes, like $60,000 cars for $36,000. So that's why they wanted to sue, because they have had some better features. A $36,000, I don't know if it was probably the $45,000 one, but guess what feature it had that we don't get today for little money? Navigation? Uh-huh. No. AC? No. Uh, no clue. The rear seats? were heated, cooled, and massage. Oh, shit. In the 80s, bro. Well, 1990, but yeah. Because it was, it was unveiled in the 80s. It was debuted, but it was for the 1990 model year. But yeah. That was a big thing with luxury vehicles is that they had massage seats. But you saw them in, you know, the Jaguars and the BMWs and the Mercedes. You didn't see it in a Toyota. Damn, bro. Coming out with wanting all the smoke. That's why they wanted to sue them. Now, you, I mean, of course, you don't buy an LS400 to go fast. They're not fast by any means. Yeah, it's a 4-liter V8, but it's not pushing very much power, and fuckers heavy as shit. A real popular thing with LS400s is what's called a VIP build. What is a VIP build? A uh, VIP style is really popular with Japanese cars, and it's essentially... um. Uh, low and I mean low and luxurious I mean I'll show you it's kind of hard to explain but it's like slammed to the ground stanced out um, a lot of them do the Rolls Royce like starry night like starlight headliner Sheesh. inside look really expensive wheels uh, I've seen those around I'm not a fan of that yeah this is there it's really popular because it's a really long insanely luxurious sedan um, and this, I mean, it's really popular with also like old Mercedes SUVs and shit. Um, I haven't seen it in the VIP style, but I've seen that uh, car. Yeah. In like gangster films like that take place in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is a, re- uh, well, if it's, yeah, type of car this is a Sopranos. really good VIP build. That's a really well done one. That actually doesn't look too bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the hugest fan of VIP builds to each their own. So that's why I was like, ah, I don't really want an LS400 because the only way to really build it is a VIP build because they're not made to go fast or anything. But I love them. This is my last thought before we wrap up. What is your next car that you're pursuing that is likely not a dream car? Like, I have to save up a shitload of money to get it. Like, within the foreseeable future, what are you planning on getting? Uh, Whether it's a second car or replacing the car. Uh, so I mean, think? a little like easy. There's two. One is easier. One's a little, little more difficult. It'll probably take a little longer, unless I want to get the convertible. Um, the first one that's really easy. I just got to save up another four or five thousand okay. dollars. Uh, is a first generation Mazda Miata. Okay, yeah, I remember you talking about that. Mm-hmm. That's originally what I wanted. I couldn't find one that I could afford that wasn't completely clapped out. Um. So, you know, I got a Mazda 3. Um, now, the second one that um, 
I really, oh, I really fucking want any. If anyone who's listening to this that that watches um, anime, uh, if you watch Initial D, um, <laughs> no, I don't want a Toyota A86. Um, oh, that would be sick. But I want a um, a Mazda FC RX7, which. They're so fucking cool, and I want to build it the way... I want to build it to look like one of the characters on Initial D. <laughs> the problem is, it's hard to find the coupe, which is just two-door, you know, regular roof car. Okay. Um, For less than, like, eight, ten grand. Um, I can find... A, you can find convertibles for five, six grand all day. But I don't want the convertible. You want the coupe. No one else wants the convertible either, which is why they're so cheap. I was about to say, that's really cheap. Yeah. But uh, but I want one so bad. I was curious on that because... Problem I, is, it doesn't have a traditional engine. It has a rotary engine. It's known as the Forbidden Dorito. I've seen that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea how to work on one. Um, if I get an RX-7, I'm going to either have to learn pretty fucking quick how to work on a rotary engine or spend a shitload of money trying to find someone that does <laughs> because only special people know how to work on those things and do it right they're fucking weird but one of the coolest engines ever made they're so fucking sick no clue on it I was curious because um, for those listening they assume that my next car is something in, like old American muscle that I, I, wanna, I want I want to guess yeah go for it Okay, so you, you, you like A to B. Pretty much. But I feel like you like to have fun, too, sometimes. I yeah. feel like you'd I feel like you like a car that gets you from A to B, but you can still enjoy. Yeah, but how would I enjoy it? It feels good to drive. Mm -hmm. Maybe you go on a little cruise. Mm -hmm. Maybe you do a little bit of spirited driving here and there. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, so I would say, what I want to do is I want to say a good car Okay. for you to pick. For what you want out of a vehicle. Alright. And that would be a Honda Accord. Okay. Four-door sedan, completely practical, but still fun as shit. Reliable as shit. One of the best cars you could own. Right. Do you want to choose another one? No. Okay. Uh, that or Toyota Camry. Both okay. of them. They're essentially the same car. So, I was going Honda for one of them. I have Civic. Yeah, I was going Civic. And uh, but I don't I don't mind the Accords. I think they look amazing. Oh, so and Hondas nice. last forever. Yeah. Yeah. There's a CRV that my grandfather owned, and it's been around since the '90s, and the shit's still running. So, yeah. Shit's crazy. Um, but the main one I've been looking at is an Altima, the newer ones, and just they look nice. Uh, I've heard great things about Nissan. Should go with the Sentra. Does look ugly. The new Sentras? I, yeah, if I'm thinking of the right car, they yeah. They look almost the same as the Altima. I'm sure. I think, what's that little fucking tiny one that Nissan has? Uh, the Sentra's a little smaller. Hold on, hold on. But the Sentra's more sport. The Sentra's basically the Civic of Nissan. Let me look this shit up real quick. Yeah, like 2021 Nissan Sentra. Okay, yeah, no, that's not what I'm thinking at all then. What were you thinking of? I mean, the Sentra before those ones were kind of... Uh, Maybe. Yeah, let me see. Like, if you look like a 2016 or something? Let me see. 2017? I think. 
I'm gonna look up a 2013 real quick. They're ugly. Yeah, no, it's not that either. These things look like really. Couldn't be the Maxima because that's the big one. <sighs> you should get a Maxima 300 horsepower. I'm good, bro. <laughs> they're, my, they're one of my buddies owns an Altima and he got it for a good they're price. Nice. Altimas are nice. They look great interior and Every exterior. generation of an Altima, most generations of an Altima have looked nice. So, yeah, I thought, yeah, why not an Altima or something Honda? I need to go with a Honda. I see you driving a Civic. Yeah. Or an Accord. Yeah, if I ever get the chance to, I will own domestic, but it'll be when I'm older. You know what you should get? 1994 mm. Honda Civic hatchback. That's where I end this conversation. Yes, sir. That's where hatchbacks are the death of me, and that's where I go on to Ryan hates cut hatchbacks. us out. I don't like hatchbacks. I don't like them at all. Go ahead, cut us out. Which let's get, is let's fine. get out of here. Not everyone likes hatchbacks. They're yeah, not for well, get us out of here. I love hatchbacks. Get us out of here. I can talk about hatchbacks. Get all us day. out of here. How much time do we have left? We got two hours left in this episode. Y'all get us out of here. Talk about hatchbacks for the next two hours. Remember, guys, have follow us on about Instagram. The Hyundai Veloster in two hundred and seventy-five horsepower. I will delete this up. Oh if you push the button that puts it into end mode, you get exhaust pops from the factory. Remember, guys, we have an email that's eardjunkiesproductions at gmail.com. Send us any questions, comments, concerns. Um, no cock pics. Um, follow us on Instagram at eardjunkies. Facebook's the same thing. Don't forget. Um, Donations. Please leave us a rating. That's what the word is. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us out shows us that you enjoy the podcast and everything and it shows Apple that you enjoy podcast um shit donations too man I mean we sound greedy as fuck but it helps us grow 99 cents helps too yeah alright with that being said I'm Ryan I'm Luke thanks for getting your fix with us (laughs) 